Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Week 7 edition of Coach's Night Out. We're live at Town Square Social, 145 Public Square, Lebanon, open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Let me remind you, no reservations at Town Square Social. This place is packed. They've only got 17 tables downstairs. Don't expect to call and get reservations. Come in here, get in line like everybody else. This place is full, and it's full for a reason. Our sponsors, Advantage Roofing Contractors, LLC, Donnie Self and Rob Painter, Daryl Tidwell, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee, the Salas Realty Group, 120 Public Square, Lebanon, THW Insurance Services, LLC, Cumberland University Athletics, and the good folks at D.T. McCall and Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville. Coaches Night Out airs on Facebook platforms everywhere. Also on X, used to be called Twitter at TV Sports 85, and on the Main Street Media TV app. This week, week seven of high school football, the last week before fall break, Wilson Central at Lebanon, Warren County at Green Hill, Antioch host Mount Juliet, Friendship Christian at Providence Christian, and they're going to play at the 30,000-seat Johnny Red Floyd Stadium on the campus of Middle Tennessee State University. Giles County at Warren County, that's going to be a uh, DeKalb TV game. It's going to be on their local cable, uh, DTC3. And Mount Julia Christian goes to Leaper's Fork to take on Grace Christian of Franklin. Chuck Gentry. Head coach of the Lebanon Blue Devils with me here on segment one. And coach, 37 to nothing, the win over Watertown. What a crowd on hand on both sides. Of course, it was homecoming for Lebanon, but the game did what you and Coach Webster hoped it would do is get a lot of people to the stadium this year, and you feel like next year it ought to do the same thing. Yeah, Tommy, you know, the, uh, the deal we said, you know, we want to get together, make a lot of money. Uh, Lebanon wants to win the game and come out injury-free. I don't uh, – we, we did two out of the three of those. And so, again, uh, you know, good crowd, good atmosphere. Uh, again, I think we, we all got something out of it and, uh, you know, didn't play well at times. But uh, – like I told Joe, if you look up there and say 37 to nothing on homecoming against a team that you should beat, and uh, you know had 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 a rough week, uh, we'll, you know we'll take it. A couple of guys for Watertown really impressed me when they um, the Price kid has been the quarterback. He's a natural receiver. They moved him to quarterback. They brought uh, the Waldorf kid in to play quarterback, and he had he's a freshman. He had some freshman slip-ups, but it looks like that kid's going to be good a couple of years from now. Yeah, you know, I, we, we played them Monday night in the freshman versus JV, and, uh, you know, Gavin said, I don't know what we'll look like on offense because I'm moving my freshman up. And, and I was like, you know, kudos, you know, build for the future and if he's ready. And, and he said, well, you know, they're not ever ready, but, you know, trial by fire, we threw him in there probably the – one of the most hostile environments that we'll have all year, and he handled himself well. It wasn't too big for him. It wasn't, 
you know, things weren't going well. He said things weren't going well for us, and we decided to let's try it. And, you know, he made some errors, but, you know, it, it, you, you have to learn. You know, I told him, I said, yeah, I felt the same way when we had Jalen Abston. I, I threw him in there. Didn't necessarily want to, but, uh, you know, we kind of babied him a little bit when he's a freshman. But going into his sophomore year, I said, let's let's just roll and go. And, and sometimes you have to – you have to – Look to the future sometimes to say, all right, let's this this decision will make us better. And uh, you know, sometimes it does, sometimes it don't. But you you you, you go with your gut and what you you know. He's there with him every day in practice, so he he knows. Yeah, we we've talked about this before. Jalen got some work as a freshman, but you, you say maybe in hindsight, throw him out there and just let him go. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't want to destroy his confidence, but. Uh, you know, you're young. You're going to make mistakes. He was a sophomore and still made, you know, still made mistakes. But uh, he got over those quickly and and learned. And you know, it's it's part of the process. You know, we we stick defensive tackles in there all the time and say let, let them play. Yeah. You know, but at the quarterback position, it's it's a little more guarded because of the scrutiny and the you know the high profile and that stuff. But you know, sometimes you just got to say let them play. Looking once again at that Watertown game, Isaiah Mariah is a kid who really had a, a, a wonderful night all the way around. He blocked the punt, recovered the punt, intercepted a pass, threw a 50-yard completion, and then on the zone read took off and got a 51-yard touchdown. Did a little bit of everything. You know, Isaiah is uh, is a kid that is has a lot of talent. Uh, you know, he's played corner, he's played safety, he's played wide out, he's played quarterback, he's on all of our special teams, and, uh, you know, he is a very valuable piece for us, and, uh, you know, it's kind of <laughs> kind of the same way, you know, we, we played him at quarterback a lot in the preseason, and then we we decided, well, he's playing so much, let's, let's roll with Kaysen, because he's been playing good, but again, they're different, and it gives us a little... And, and here, when we, we've been sputtering a little bit, so we've used him more and, and plan to continue to throw him in there at times and, and see what he can do. And uh, Isaiah is a kid, and I begged him, I need consistency out of you because he's the guy, he's the kind of guy that he, Coach, I want to make the play, I want to be the dude. Sometimes you've got to learn to, all right, let's just throw it away. Let's just, all right, you don't try to score on every play. Yeah. Get me the first now. And and let's 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 go to the next play. But Isaiah had a really good night. He's a really big piece for us, and uh, you know he's he's got a bright future ahead, and and is a big part of what we do on both sides of the ball. Kincaid threw three touchdown passes, through for 225 yards. Callaway caught nine passes and a touchdown. Chaston Dixon made as good a catch as I've seen on a ball that. Kaysen took one right in the mush when he turned that thing loose down the middle of the field and goes up and over a guy and plucks it for a touchdown. You got some guys who can catch the football. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got several guys that can catch the football, guys that can do things with it. We've got good route runners, good hands, guys that are lengthy that will go up and get it. You know, we've got a good recipe when we stay in the pocket and go through our progression and we block and we, we do those things. And, you know, I – like I told Chasen, sometimes the ball's going to find you, and if you play hard, sometimes think good things happen. And 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 again, you know, he's one that sometimes is a mismatch. And we tried to get him on the down the sideline there right before half, uh, 
to try to let him do the same thing. And, and you know, he has good hands, a basketball player, and, and, you know, we expect him to make those kind of plays and do those things. And, uh, you know, some nights the ball finds you and sometimes it doesn't, Some you know, just different things. And we've told him just to work hard and play hard and block and stuff, and we'll get you the ball. And then, uh, you know, Dane – had a had a really good night getting to step in to be number the number one receiver and and saying all right you know you're gonna get probably more looks more touches than you've had have been getting and we expect you to have a good night and uh, and he did that made made two really good catches on kind of longer balls that were contested that he went up and got and uh, you know uh, one of them should have been easy touchdown and we were a little late on the throw but. Uh, you know, the other one, Casey did a good job moving in the pocket and waiting for it to develop and come open. And, you know, it, throwing the ball is just so hard. There's so many things that can go wrong and so many things that have to go right for it to be complete, you know. But, again, that's why those guys get paid a lot in the NFL. If you can do it and stand in there and, and, and know where to go, when to go, and how to go and keep doing it efficiently, you make big money. I've talked to other coaches in Wilson County, there have been, and I'm trying to be diplomatic about this as best I can, there were 18 penalties accepted in that Lebanon Watertown game. The Green Hill game, there were six times Green Hill was called for having a lineman downfield on a pass. Mount Juliet had three touchdowns called back. Something's going on here, and I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I don't think the game is being officiated in week six like it was in week one and week two. Well, uh, first of all, I, I, I don't ever talk about officials. You know, I, I know not that. My, uh, but every once in a while, yeah, there's a night where it's like, goodness gracious, what's going on? And uh, I, I try to make it a point to make make those guys feel welcome, treat them right. Don't fuss about calls. I tell my coaches not to fuss about calls. Uh, I called timeout the other night to discuss one. Uh, I, I was completely wrong because I didn't even ask my coaches. You know, I, the guy didn't line up off the ball. He's supposed to be on the ball. And I wouldn't – I wouldn't – I was – that was a seven-year conversation, not a one-call conversation. Yeah. And so uh, – I actually told him, I said, we'll go to Town Square Social and I'll buy you some pizza. I said, what have I done wrong? But, you know, some nights it goes your way, some nights it doesn't. You know, we got one lineman downfield on an RPO and our, our center was uncovered and he he blocked back. And the only reason that they called it was because as we were catching the slant route in there, the, the back judge getting out of the way and the center's right beside him, so he drops it. But, and... It happens, and you know they're you know holding. You can call holding on every play. Sometimes you just feel like they don't call holding unless you make a big play, and then it's hold. Uh, but again, you know, I will say this: I wouldn't want to officiate. You can't be right. Uh, I've got buddies that are officials. I talk to them all the time. I talk to Ken, Kenny Mountain all the time. Uh, all the stuff that that goes on, you know. The easiest place to coach is in, in the in the chair and in the stands. Easiest place to officiate is in the chair and in the stands. For your team, it's not ever going to be right. For the other team, it's always going to be right. You know, so uh, they have a hard job, but uh, it does get a little frustrating at times, uh, especially you know when there's so many and you know 
And again, if you wanted to, you could call something on every play if, if you really wanted to. Uh, on most nights, but you know, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that was happening to us, self-inflicted wounds that were were happening. You know, sometimes you get those referees that are going to sit in there and not call a thing, and some of them are going to. All right, I'm you know, I'm being watched tonight. I'm going to make sure I'm perfect. And it's it, like I say, a, a thankless job. And and you know, I do appreciate the officials. I appreciate the good ones. I appreciate the ones that tell us what's going on and talk to us and stuff. And then you have the ones sometimes that don't want to talk to you and stuff. And, you know, I've made it my goal as a head coach to try to be friendly to those guys and understand they're in, under pressure to a, do a lot. But it's just one of those one of those things that, uh, you know, if they call one on 11, then I'm not going to be happy. If they call one on who we're playing, I'm probably going to say, yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> you know, but uh, it's just one of those one of those things. Wilson Central, the opponent this week. Wilson Central started the season three and zero. They've had three tough ones in a row. They've lost three. You know you're going to get an angry Wilson Central team coming to Lebanon. And you go back ten years, Chuck. They've won seven out of ten in the series. Yeah, you know uh, I think uh, I said this Friday night talking to Joe. Uh, when you look at our tenure here in the last seven years. You know, we we've pretty much been, but Wilson Central's kind of been the thorn in our side, and and some of our worst moments, some of our crucial things that went wrong went wrong in that game. Uh, of course, new staff, new thing, and we're kind of starting that over. But uh, I know how I look at this game, and uh, you know it, it's one that's important to us, and one that uh, I know when they when the ball snaps, they're going to play hard. They're going to. You know, causes problems. They've got some very good football players, and you know, uh, we talked about it just a few minutes ago. The kind of kid, number zero, is as uh, uh, good a high school football player as you'll find around here. You know, I mean, he's not a five-star guy. He's not an SEC guy, but he's going to line up and he's going to play tight end and block. He's going to play snipper and block. He's going to catch the ball on pop passes and in the flats. He's going to line him up at receiver and throw it deep to him. He's going to catch you a wildcat and maybe told it 20 times, and then he's going to go play linebacker and be around the football on every play. Uh, if I've said it once, I've said it 20 times this week, we've got to block number zero. I don't care who it is, what it is, how it is, whatever, do your job. But if you're comboing to number zero, you better make sure that we know where number zero is because if not, he'll make every tackle. And and I mean that. I mean, he's a good you know compliment to him. And then, you know, They've got some other kids, you know, some linemen that are that are good that that show up, and then number five can take it to a distance anytime. And uh, again, when you're in a skid like that of three games, you want the taste out of your mouth. And I'm sure that uh, you know, uh, coming to Lebanon in a region game, a, a rivalry game, uh, they'd like nothing more than to right the ship uh, against us. And and there's probably a, a little bit of a sense of desperation. They need to get a region win. They need to. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've told our kids, if you look at it, it's kind of a in or out kind of game for, for, for both of us. You know, I'm not looking ahead, but uh, you know, we've got three after fall break. And then you know, going into fall break, you know, this can put us – up in the region or, or, or tied in the region, and you don't want to, you know, you don't want me. So it, it, it helps us to, uh, you know, to go ahead and and if you're if you're, uh, I try not to look, but if you're looking at playoffs, the seedings and standings and stuff, 
a loss right here would not be good for our football team. Wilson Central defensively, it looks like an odd front, a 50-type football team, and that's what they have played through the last several years. Yeah, they're a, they're an odd front team. They played some uh, some four-man front last week, but uh, you know uh, we always try to prepare for for both. Just see, but but I'm assuming that they'll probably be an odd front team back back to what they do mostly, and and again line up in there and play us. Uh, Place where it's easy to adjust and do those things, and 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 you know play sound football, play sound defense, and say here we go. Keys to to being where you want to be at the end of the football game, I would assume. Again, getting lined up right defensively against what they're going to do, and then spot tackling. I thought last week against Watertown, Lebanon did a, a good job on, on tackling on the spot. Well, I think if you ask me most weeks, I would say getting lined up correctly, flying around on defense. You know, we, we've got to rally to the ball and, and, and have several hats on the ball, tackling well. Uh, special teams, you know, we've got to win the special teams battle, you know, depending on which way you look at it. We, you know, we maybe have an explosive play in the special teams like last week, a block punt. You know, we've returned some kicks. We've, we've blocked punts. We've... You know, anytime you kick a touchback and they have to go 80 or, or you know, cover a kick well and kick it where it's supposed to, cover it like it's supposed to, you know, that that's always big in that. And then, you know, flip the field with a punt or, you know, when you're backed up, you know, you protect it, get it going, get it out of there. We did that twice last week of, uh, you know, all right, we're, the offense is sputtering and then, you know, let's, let's just keep – and their defense kept them out of the end zone and kept – Finally, we got a little run there and got out, got out of the hole. But it was just the field position game with the special teams and then the explosive plays, and then always, you know, being efficient on offense and not turning the ball over. And hopefully, we can do that. And then, you know, have some explosive plays and 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 you know, change the momentum and get you know, uh, again, you know, you talked about three losses in a row. Uh, the longer that they believe and hang around the harder they're going to fight and the harder it's going to be. And then, you know, if you punch them in the mouth quick, you know, maybe some of those wounds from the last three weeks start opening up, back up, and oozing a little bit, and it makes it easier. But, you know, again, it's a rivalry game, and, and so I, I expect a uh, four-quarter hard-fought battle and, and you know, the, 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 the field position, the special teams, turnovers, those things, blocking and tackling is what's going to – Mix it up, you know. It don't matter what formation, play, pass, run, any of that stuff. It comes down to blocking, tackling, and execution. You would love to have another big crowd in there for Friday night. I would. Uh, you know, we've got. Uh, we're right now, and if you're listening, I, I encourage you to go vote. You can find it on all the social media from Lebanon Football, Blue Devil Football Foundation, all that. We're in a battle to be the Titans game of the week. Uh, you know, have uh, have some Titans things there. We're uh, Greg Pogue and that radio station is going to be WNSR's there. WNSR is coming. Yeah, WNSR is coming. It's a region game. It's the game before fall break. It's a rivalry game. It's uh, you know, I, I say it all the time. I only care about us, but it's really. I mean, it's Lebanon versus Global, Lebanon versus Lebanon, and and so you know, it, it'll be hopefully a good night for football, and we would love for the place to be packed, and uh, you know. Uh, like I say, those headgears cost money, and 
the more people that are packed in there, the more the more dollars that are flowing, the, the easier it makes my job. So uh, uh, I'd love to have a crowd. You know, uh, uh, I challenged uh, last week kind of on the radio. Joe kind of alluded to it to let's have a big crowd. And you know, if you're watching or listening, you know, you can you can watch the Facebook live time. You can go back and watch it. I go back and watch it and listen to Tommy and them every week. You know, it, it, but there's nothing like being there. And there's nothing like the atmosphere with the band and the cheerleaders and the dance team and the, the little kids and, and, and all the stuff that's going on. Uh, you know, the, the blue lights when we're coming in and the fight song and running through the L and all that stuff. You know, it just makes it a fun Friday night. And hopefully, you know, that's, that's what we want, the type of atmosphere where everybody wants to come out and go from there. Let's talk quickly about some folks that help the program, Family Medical Associates and Pediatrics. They provide the funding that allows Shop Springs Creamery to be the official chocolate milk of Lebanon High Football. There's a book project, Character Time, Hartlow Funeral Chapel, Cumberland University, Mayhem Mechanical, LLC, John McDearman, Buckeye Drugs, and Sellers Funeral Home help provide the books for our kids to study. And then this week's team meal sponsors got a couple of, got one new one, Heavenly Sense soap company that's gina and richard anderson jessica harrell will provide cupcakes and she entered our blue devil bake-off two weeks ago and the cupcakes were amazing but richard anderson former coach at lebanon was a defensive line coach for the blue devils when coach medley was there he was the first head coach at wilson central and did he coach it at smith he county coached at smith county yes coach at smith county as well He's going to be doing some grilling, and if you ever want a guy to talk to you about kickoff returns, talk to Richard Anderson. He does. He did this crisscross thing that was crazy. And then on Friday, Kenny Salas Realty Group will be providing the food for the Blue Devils. The kids love to eat, and and thanks to the Andersons and Kenny Salas for doing that. Yeah, and uh, the chocolate milk. I don't have one tonight because they they like it so good. They got them before I could grab you have one. To sneak one. I have to I have to hide one. Coach Williams usually helps me hide one, and we didn't get one hit. So uh, uh, you know, um, but uh, you know, with the Family Medical and Shop Springs Creamery, we love that. Matter of fact, on the way to the uh, ball game, uh, the freshman game the other night, me and Coach Clem. we uh, stopped in at Shop Springs just to make sure everything was all right, and then uh, you know. Uh, Richard Anderson, Coach A, be good to see him and and uh, the soul place. And I promised to try a cupcake. And then uh, Kenny Salas has done a lot for us in the Blue Devil Football Foundation. And uh, you know he's feeding us. He's the honorary captain Friday night, so it'll be a be a big night with Kenny. Chuck, thanks for the visit as always. We'll talk to you. We'll talk. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good, Tommy. Chuck Gentry, head coach of the Blue Devils, with us on the first segment of Coach's Night Out live from Town Square Social. We'll be back with Tim Mathis, head coach at Cumberland, after this quick message.
Welcome back to the second segment of Coach's Night Out live from Town Square Social. Tim Mathis, head coach at Cumberland University with me. And the odd part of the schedule, you have you played Kentucky Christian a week ago. You had an open date on either side of that. Now the grind starts seven straight weeks, seven straight opponents. It starts Saturday, six o'clock when Campbellsville comes in, Tim. Yeah, it, you know it's not how it was originally planned, but it's 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 what we're doing, and it's it's uh, you know ask me about it two or three weeks from now. I guess you know they're eager they're eager to play again right now, so we're ready to just jump into the schedule, and it's you know it's conference time too, so. Um, not that the previous stuff doesn't matter, but this determines where you're at in the conference if you make the playoffs or whatever. So this is all Mid South Conference. This is games. all Mid South Conference games. We got St Andrews sprinkled in there a little later on, but um, we're just ready to get headed to the conference. You're two and one. The two games, Cumberland won. You played good football. The game you didn't win. You didn't play good football. Right. To boil everything down, it's all about how Cumberland plays. Right. And that's, you know, that is, I talk to you all the time about it is, you know, you do worry about your opponent. You've got a game plan. You've got a scheme and all that. But the biggest thing you got to work on is Cumberland. Because if we do what we're capable of doing, we're a pretty good football team. So you do kind of, you, you stress that about taking care of Cumberland, you know, do what we do and do how we want to do it. And then, you know, you got obviously sprinkle in the game plan with that. And, and as long as we take care and do what Cumberland's supposed to do, we, we got a great shot of playing anybody. How has this week of practice been? Because last week you, you, you backed off a little bit. You took a Monday off. You took a, you took a Friday off. You had the, the, the Phoenix bowl games for, for some of the non-starters, right. the, some of the red shirts to get some, some work during the week. But this week, the attention has turned, I'm sure, to Campbell's. It, it has, and, it, and it's been – we've had two great days of practice. Um, you know, they're, again, because you had all last week too, they're eager to, to play somebody because, you know, it's – it, it hadn't been very routine because we've had those two bye weeks sprinkled in, you know, between a game or something. So they're just ready to get – they're honestly, they're ready to get into the drive. So. Campbellsville didn't play last week either? Uh, they did not. They no. did not. So they're coming off an open – No, they – I think they – I think they did. I think they played Union, but that might have been I, before. I, 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 I can't remember. It all has either. run together – what do you see when you look at Campbellsville on film? Uh, offensively, they they try to get rid get it out of quarterback's hands in a hurry. Um, whether it is running or throwing the ball, throwing the ball, you know, quick screens, bubbles, uh, quick game. Um, they're not a big big vertical threat team. They're trying to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands in a hurry. Um, and then defensively, it's it's kind of a a weird thing defensively, like even they send their two deep. It's got it's a 12-man two deep instead of 11-man two deep. I've never had that happen before. But what two games they played an odd front, two games they played an even front. So those games they don't jump back and forth between it. So we're really not going to know. So they're going to stay in. What if it's a three-man? So we've had to work on both defenses because you know you really don't know. Um, you know 
you kind of think that, you know, the way we run the ball, they're probably going to be a four-man team. Um, but you don't know that until they line up. But it's been it's been weird. Two games they've been in the odd front. Two games they've been in the even front. But they've stayed in that defense when they do it. But it kind of makes you think it's the whole purpose. They send what they did on their two deep. You send a 12-man two deep. What, you can't play with four linebackers and four down linemen. They just, you know. We're not Canadian League. We don't get to play with 12 guys. but So their know, personnel changes based on what who, they're doing. What they're doing if it's a three-man or a four-man. Um, and it really, it, it really doesn't. It's really they bring an extra. When they were going to go four down, they bring an extra D lineman in, take a linebacker out. Uh, but one of their linebackers, one of the spots they have for linebackers is their nickel guy. He's he's really not a linebacker. He's that strong safety type guy. But you know, it's going the first player two is going to determine what defense they're in or whatever. But we're preparing for both of them. Well, in theory, you can always run the ball against any front. It, it, it yeah, it doesn't matter. That, that's the thing. You just we got to identify if it's an even or an odd front, and we're going to be fine. You know, we're going to be fine. We're working on both, so we're going to be fine with either one. It's just identifying it and make sure that you know with whichever defense it is that you block it sound. Preparation, getting ready for an opponent, a lot of that relies on that scout team and the coach with the clipboard and the plays yes. and saying, okay, now here's what we're going to run, here's how we're going to line up, and getting a good look from those guys to help your offense and your defense. It's it's paramount. It's it's it, to me, and I tell our guys that it's the lifeblood of, of, of the college football team because if you don't get if, if your prep team doesn't give you a good look all week and, and you know, put on put on film put and show what they're doing, we're not going to be ready to play that team. So they're, it's it's paramount that they do a great job. It, it, it can be a stigma like, oh, I'm on, you know, the scout team or whatever, but it's, uh, it's one of the reasons we give that scout team, offensive scout team and defensive scout team player of the week because – it's so vital for your program to do well. The, be, the the better they give us a look, the better we're going to play. Because it, it if we if we can get guys that are playing to what they're doing and, and at the same speed, we're used to their you know offense or defense because uh, they prepared us so well. So it's it's paramount to me. It's paramount to college football. Has on the offensive side of the football, have you had? some good practices this week against both those fronts? We have, and, you know, we've put – and it's real important, you know, we're getting into the fourth game too of, of you're not necessarily going to to do exactly what you've been doing. Those, You know, you, you self-scout yourself. We've been doing this a bunch or whatever, so you start adding some wrinkles to it and, and different things. And we've had some really good practice, and I think we got a great – for either one of those defenses, I think we got a great game plan for for it. And you've got some depth in the backfield. You, you got guys. Shepard leads the way, but it's not all on trailer. It, it's not trailer. But this this week, uh, Tim Pinnell's been out sick. Um, not sure if he's going to get to play Saturday. So he's a kid just, from Oakland. He's one from Oakland, so it might just be uh, trailing and Nick more. Which, Again, which is fine. Um, they can handle the load. We we all we've done it, and I've done it 
since I've been here a lot too. If you if you have that three man rotation too, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's one guy can handle it, but if you rotate it, they're fresh in the fourth quarter. So you're never, you know, if you get that constant pounding of oh the next guy's in and we can't, he's just as good as the. But you know Nick, Nick and and Traylon will handle that real well. But we are, that is probably one of our deeper spots. You know we we've even got uh, Lamar Childers that that's uh, with us. That uh, he's been with us several years. I believe he's from McGavick. Uh, he's capable of coming in and being just as good as those guys are. And uh, um, so you know it is a deep, 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 deep room. And and. We're comfortable with anybody that that we have to put in there. Um, Rod Payne, that's actually playing slot receiver for us, is our emergency running back because he is a running back. We moved him to slot to get him in the game, so we're real comfortable with that spot. Offensive line, are you you playing five, six, seven guys? How, how is that rotation going? It, it, it's we've we've played about seven or eight guys at, at times but you know it's 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 a pretty good rotation that you know the the better you are at you want guys that can come in there and give some guys some breathers at times but you also want that same core to stay in there as much as possible too but we're we've been we've been pretty darn good up there um of what I like, I think they're starting to really, really gel together. And it takes, you know, sure sometimes that takes some time to, to do, but I really think they're they're really gelling as a unit. Um, you know, this group of starters of have really getting together and it, some quality backup guys that are, that are, you know, some of them are young, but are going to be fantastic football players. And, but the O-line, I'm really, really pleased with how they're just coming along and gelling. They're... It's night and day from game one now to game four where they're at. You, you think about it, your preseason was shorter by a week because of the way the schedule fell. So you've had a couple of off weeks. You're now getting ready for game four, and it's been five weeks, six weeks. Right. They've had the opportunity More or to less work. half the season. Yeah, you know, to actually work. With the off weeks, they've basically had half the season. to so And, and that is, that's why they're gelling, but... And that, I think that's why we've had, in the last couple of weeks, too, we've had some just really the last three weeks. We just had – we really had had a bad offensive practice. And, and you know, it's because they're picking up those twists and everything that D-linemen do where, you know, those first couple of weeks they weren't it, – it was just – it was coming at them so quick. But I think the game – when you start getting really good, the game slows down for everybody. And I think, you know, especially for some of those young guys, the game's starting to slow down a little bit. How, how much contact do you have in a in a given practice when you're going best on best? You, you do some of that. Are you taking them to the ground? Is it thud up a little we, bit? Or? We get and once we get the game, we we don't. Other than we do a couple of periods in our off week where we kind of it's full, it's everything. Yeah. But in, in a game week, it's all thud or tag off, you know, just because we try to save our guys. We, You know, you don't want uh, – I've always had this saying, if they're going to get hurt, I want them to be in a game. You know, you don't want them to get hurt, period. Yeah. I'd rather be in a game than we did something foolish or, you know, because sometimes it's never – nobody's ever trying to hit somebody with malice. It's just when you take them to the ground, things can happen. So we don't do a lot, a lot of that. But 
you know, FUD more or less is that. It's just you stay up, and and it's, um, you know, the O-line and D-line end up on the ground a whole bunch just because sometimes they're just not. That's just the nature of it. That's just the nature of it, and they're tripping over each other or something. But we do a good job of taking care of our guys not to try to get them hurt during practice. But we we try, even FUD, we try to – we try to play fast and to contact as fast as we can. Injury-wise, how have you been to this point? And with, again, an open week, are you are you getting folks back who we, maybe a little beat up? Yeah, I mean, I think we've got some guys that, that, that are beat up. we got one or two that might be if they play this week or, or not. But um, that's really going to be on, on us as – they probably could play. We just might not play them. But, um, you know, knock on wood, we, we've been fairly healthy uh, going through this. So we've got a couple of guys that that are still battling some things that, that you know, that will be game time, not game time decision. By Friday we'll be able to tell, okay, they can go this week. Um, but they're all could possibly go this week. It's just a matter of do we play them or not. Are there a couple of things that Campbellsville does offensively that that you know you're going to have to target and, and take care of to to put yourself in a position so late in the football game you're where you want to be? Yeah. I, I mean, for them, what they do offensively, you know, we got to run to the ball because they do get rid of the ball and hurt. They spread you way out and run the, you know, the quick screens, the bubbles, the now screens uh, or whatever, and you've got to – First, you've got to be sound with it, and the biggest thing is getting lined up properly where there's not a gaping hole there for them to bust through one of those screens. So first things first is we got to line up properly. Um, and then it's just rally. You know, and our, Coach Smith does such a great job of those guys running to the football. But that's the biggest thing is when you have a lot of those bubbles and things like that that happen out in space, it's, it's about tackling. You can't miss tackles. You you know if you get there, you got to hold on for dear life, and you know hold them up to let everybody get a get a shot in at it. That that's the biggest thing for me is is get lined up properly and, and, and tackle great. Um, I, I I think we'll be in a good position if we can do those things. Well, and your defensive line is such that they've got some mobility. All right. those guys you play, and if they throw it out here. You want those guys to chase and, and kind of set up a wall. Right, and and that's the biggest – we do have speed there, and that's the thing if you're all rallying to the ball is, you know, until until that guy goes down and the whistle blows, great things can – you know, turnovers can happen, but they can't happen if you're not running to the football. And that that's a big thing about us. We want to rally to that, and we want to try to create turnovers as much as possible. Six o'clock is kickoff at uh, Noakes Lassiter Field as Campbellsville comes in for the first Mid South Conference game of the year. Everything has built toward this point, hasn't it? It has, and that's you know we're we're excited to start conference play to to see where we are in the conference and you know first guy up, whoever that is, let's you know we're ready to get after. Tim, thanks for the visit. As always, best of luck and. Talk to you on Saturday. All right. Thank you. Go Phoenix. Tim Mathis, head coach at Cumberland University, with us here on the second segment of our Coaches Night Out show from Town Square Social. We'll be back to close it up after these words.
segment three of our show tonight. Let me run through the schedule first. Week seven, it doesn't seem possible that it's week seven. September 29th, Wilson Central at Lebanon. Warren County at Green Hill. Mount Juliet at Antioch. Friendship at Providence Christian. They're going to play that at Floyd Stadium at MTSU. Giles County at Watertown. Mount Juliet Christian at Grace Christian. Franklin. Uh, Town Square Social Live, uh, Town Square Social with Coaches Night Out. My sponsors, Advantage Roofing Contractors, LLC, Donnie Self and Rob Painter, Daryl Tidwell, Loan Originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee, the Salus Realty Group, 120 Public Square, Lebanon, THW Insurance Services, LLC, Cumberland University Athletics, DT McCall and Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cook. Now, Ben Coon, head coach at Wilson Central with us. Uh, second time this year. Second time. Love it. We, we are back into the rotation now. Yeah, the food's even better the second time. What would you have tonight? I went with a chicken quesadilla. It's got smoked chicken on it. Delicious. And the house chips. Well, they never disappoint <laughs> here at Town Square Social. And, and I can tell you that they don't take reservations. So get here early. Get here early. They, they rent out this room up here that we're in, and they're gracious enough to let us come in here and have our show here. So thanks to Cody and Kyle at Town Square Social for, for being so hospitable and inviting all this bunch in. We think we've created a little bit of business for these guys. <laughs> um, but, uh, Ben, your football team started out 3-0. and They've lost three tough ones in a row. I would imagine Lebanon's going to get a dose of a – desperate foxhole mentality kind of football team. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody always says you learn more about yourself than you lose, but to be honest with you, we're kind of tired of learning about ourselves. <laughs> we're ready to get <laughs> back for the lessons then. Yeah. yeah, we learned a lot of lessons in three weeks, but I mean, you look at it and we played, you know, three really good teams in, in order. I mean, I, I keep saying it to everybody that listen, Shovel was unbelievable. Mount Juliet, they're awesome. Green Hill, I mean, you're seeing the season they're having. So, you know, the three losses we've had have been against really good football teams. And, you know, we fought and we, we've learned a lot about ourselves and um, yeah, you know, we're kind of backed into a corner now, so we're going to kind of see what kind of team we have, what kind of mentality we have coming into this week. I, I was so impressed with with Mayfield's guts to have the knee injury that he had and to brace up, tape up, and say, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. And there's only so much exactly. he could do. He's, he shut it down, right? Yeah, and he's just he's a team guy. I mean, he wanted to be out there for, for his team. You know, he was cleared to play, and then he just kind of – um, kind of planted on it weird and went down, but um, it, it's tough to see that happen. But once again, he's been a leader. He's been at practice every day. He's in there coaching the guys up. He's still trying to throw as much routes as he can on his brace. With his, you know, but uh, super proud of him. Hate to see what happened to him. But the good news is he's a junior, so he's got another year uh, coming up. So we're excited to see him. And, and I want to say, is it Lechner or Lesh? I say Lesnar is what I've always Le- said. I've put been, an I've S been, in there. Yeah, right? I've never been corrected, so I'm okay. So he has become the quarterback, and he has played other spots for yeah. you, but he's a tough bird. Yeah, I mean, he punts for us, too. I mean, he does everything. Um, he's a great kid. I mean, he's been one of those since the first day I got there. He kind of stood out to me. And, um, you know, kind of like we talked about last time with him, I mean, he, he didn't hesitate when we asked him to move over to quarterback. You know, we knew he, he had a pretty good arm, and obviously he runs them all well. So um, he gives us kind of a different threat back there, and, uh, you know, it's worked pretty well for us. So. Speaking of threats, Chuck talked about number zero, Ethan Combs, who 
is a rock'em sock'em defensive player for you, but you have moved him around on the offensive side of the football, Ben, and he's effective and dangerous anywhere you put him. Well, I've been telling people for a while now about him. I mean, he, he can play any position he wants to. He can probably line up and play guard and, and be one of our better offensive linemen. I mean, he's just he's a team guy. Um, you know, our goal in offense is to put kids in the best situation possible for them based on their skill talent. And, I mean, like I said, we can put them anywhere. And, um, you know, we got into, so I guess, Wildcat stuff with them last week. And, and um, you know, we started really started clicking when we did that. But, you know, he's one of our key leaders, great kid, unbelievable football player, just, just a tough kid. And he's so much fun to watch ball. He has run for a touchdown. <laughs> he has caught touchdown passes. And he has thrown a touchdown pass off the Tebow thing? No, that was Lesher. Lesher was that Lesher did yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. So. All, all those offensive players look alike to me after a while. <laughs> we'll have to see with his arm. I mean, he doesn't have as great of an arm as Lesher does, but I mean, we'll have to see. We're, we're, we're willing to try anything at this point. How has the, the week of prep? and of course this is Wednesday, so you've had a couple of days. How, how has that been with this football team? Because, you know, the, the head sometimes is mm-hmm. – it, it, gets to be tough, Absolutely. and they've had three losses in a yeah. row against well, good opponents. How's then, practice been? Well, and the loss against Mount Julia was tough, too, because that's a big rivalry. It means something a lot to those kids, especially the kids who are at West Wilson. Um, but the biggest thing is, you know, we kind of challenge our guys at halftime of that game to, hey, let's win the second half. And, you know, you look at the box score, <coughs> excuse me, our kids came out and did that, and then that carried over into practice. You know, they've refocused. Um, obviously, they've taken some, some tough losses this year, but um, as far as our mentality, it's been great. You know, I, I told the kids after practice today, this is probably the best practice we've had since I've been here. I mean, they were focused. They were dialed in. Normally, we go um, no shoulder pads on Wednesdays, but we went shoulder pads today, and they responded. And so I, I really like where our mentality's at. Um, these kids are still fighting, and uh, you know, they still believe, which is good. That's what you want. Well, Wilson Central has traditionally played good football against Lebanon, and when you go back and look, Central has won seven out of the last ten. They have they have won games that you figure ah, they don't have a real shot. And there's no denying that deep down this game means something to those Wilson Central kids. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, I, I know that's a record for the last ten years, but since Coach Gentry's got there, a lot of things have changed. You know, he's done an amazing job. You know, our goal as a program is we really want to elevate ourselves to the level that he's taking that program. You know, we look at, you know, kind of what he's done in the time he's been there. And our goal is to repeat that same thing, but down there on Wildcat Way is our goal. So it's really cool to get to play against a program like that. Um, and even with the record does look like the last 10 years, I, mean, I think it'll still be a great football game. Um, like I said, their program is, is kind of what we're trying to model us, ourselves after and have that success that he's enjoying. Have you got some things that you know, hey, we've got to do this and this to be where we want to be in the fourth quarter? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they have unbelievable athletes over there. Some of those kids, man, they've got speed everywhere you look. So, you know, we've got to keep them contained. Um, you know, our biggest goal, and I've said it all season, is we're going to play a game with Central. Our goal is to be the more physical team. Um, that's kind of our recipe to success. And, you know, you look at the games we've won and the games we've been in, you know, we've been very physical. So, I mean, that's really where it starts for us is we got to keep contained all the speed they have. And, we got to get out there and, and, and be the physical team that we, hope we, that we know we can do. Well, I know, you know, Mayfield's had the knee. Have, 
are are you generally healthy otherwise coming yeah. into this one? I mean, we're as healthy as we can be. You know, everybody has injuries and stuff at this point of this year, but uh, I, I feel pretty good about where we're at. You know, we've had a few things that's kind of lingering stuff, but overall, I think we've got about as healthy as you would expect <laughs> this time of year. So, depth wise, how how many guys are you are you trying to work some guys in? I know, you know, sometimes the second string guys. Right kind of get overlooked because you want to try to play yeah. everybody and, and, and with JV and right. that sort of thing? Or well, are you, you know, early in the year it was, we were trying to stay much more almost between offense only guys, defense only guys. And then, you know, usually as we get later in the year and you get to games like this that are super important, but, you know, uh, make or break the season, it's really all hands on deck, whoever we need. So, you know, there's, I told our guys this week, there's no restrictions on who plays offense, who plays defense, um, whatever we got to do to win. To win. Um, so, you know, at that point in the year, that's just kind of how we're approaching it. Um, our kids have responded to it. Um, you know, our numbers are still really good. But, um, just trying to get the best guy on the field at the right spot. How has it gone with the younger guys, with the ninth graders, the JV work that you've tried to get in yep. during this far into the season? Yeah, I mean, it's been great. You know, our JV kids, um, they they fought their tails off. You know, we've got a lot of sophomores who are seeing action on Fridays, so it's not a true – all the guys that are traditionally being on the JV team for us. Um, but, you know, our JV, we're very excited with them. Our, our freshmen just finished their season. Uh, we moved a bunch of them up. I think 13 kids joined our varsity team just to try to get them to start seeing, hey, here's how we do things on varsity. Here's the, the tempo of practice. Here's the, the precedence of our culture that we believe in. So, um, so that's been encouraging. I think we've got a really good freshman class um, that has the potential to do some special things in this as well. The, the the zoo crew that uh, that student body they they have they have been there through thick and thin through the years for Wilson Central and that has been a a tradition where they they turn out and there's no reason to think that, that Wilson Central won't have a good crowd yep. coming to Lebanon on Friday. Yeah, I mean our our student section our our fan support has been awesome this year. You know I think they're starting to see you know, some of the changes that, you know, our coaching staff is making and they're starting to see it. You know, it hasn't obviously shown up as much on the box score as we want yet, but they're starting to see there's something different. You know, there's some excitement there. Um, there's, there's a different intensity and um, our fans really responded to it. You know, our, our uh, student section has been awesome. They've done a great job all year. Um, our band has been amazing at all the games. I mean, they play loud all the time. So it's cool just to see the whole school culture kind of come together and support football and then, us try to give back and support those other groups that are supporting us is, is key to it, too. Well, when, when football is a big deal and the kids recognize mm-hmm. that and and understand it and support it, it, it makes for the whole school atmosphere. It, it raises that up. Absolutely. I mean, you got to think, you know, most of, you know, 100 guys are involved in your school in football, and usually those guys are your leaders. And if those guys are, are into it, they're passionate about it, they're you know, developing. I mean, it, it, it'll take a whole school and it can change the whole mentality of the school. So, I mean, that's something that, that's big to us. And, you know, like I said, our goal as you know, coaches at Wilson Central is, you know, not just to have football be successful. We want everybody to be successful. We want our fans to excel, our cheerleading team to excel. And so whatever we can do to support those guys is, is what we want to do. You're six games into your head coaching career. You And everyone who coaches at some point wants to be a head coach. Are there things that that you've learned that maybe have surprised you through this this first part of the season so far uh, I mean it surprised me yeah I mean there's been some things that you know I'm not used to having to deal with you got to deal with a lot of yeah it, it's different it's like you know 
it was nice when I was just an offensive coordinator. I could just zero in and just focus on offense. That's all I had to worry about. But now it's, there's two other important phases that I also got to be on top of. You obviously have great assistant coaches who handle a lot of that. But, you know, you've got not as much time to major in one thing. You kind of have to oversee everything. And so being able to do that and, you know, time management skills and that kind of stuff is important. But, um, you know, you're always learning. You're always trying to get better. Even if you do this for years, I mean, there's always something you can learn and pick up. So, you know, I've got some great coaches that I've coached for in the past that have been just – excellent people that I can call whenever I have questions or if I need advice or sometimes just a vent about different things. You know, it's, it's been great to call some of those guys. Well, it's, it's really good to have someone that you can pick up the phone and, and you know they're going to tell tell you like it is. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, the biggest thing that most of the guys I talk about is just, you know, stick with what you believe, what you know, you know, do what you know is right. Um, you know, love on the kids, make sure they're having, you know, the best time you possibly can playing football, and then um, everything else will follow after that. So that's been our goal. Well, again, best of luck. Sir. Thanks for the visit. We appreciate it. And and we know it's going to be a knockdown drag out Should be a good one. At, at Triple Field Watkins Stadium on Friday night. Wilson Central and Lebanon wouldn't have it any other way. I love it. Hey, that's Wilson County football. All these games are close. You know, it's physical. There's a lot on the line. Uh, stadiums are packed. It's nowhere else I'd rather coach. Ben, thanks for the visit. We yes, appreciate sir. it. Absolutely. Ben Kuhn, head coach at Wilson Central, with us as we close out the show. Thanks to everybody. And I want to take just a moment to thank the folks who view this show. I've been told that last week's show went over 2,000 views. And that is the biggest show in the, the Main Street Media family of these uh, of these shows we do. We got 15, 16 of these sports shows that the company does, but 2,000 views is pretty special. And, and I thank you folks for sharing it, passing it along, and that's how it works on this social media, to see it, to, uh, and, and apparently, Ben, not only are they watching here, but a lot of folks, when they ought to be at work on, on <laughs> Thursday, are pulling it up on their desktop and watching it. So that's, you know, that's not a bad thing. And it's must-see TV. you got to tune in. You never know what's going to happen. Well, we appreciate that. Thanks very much. I'm, for, uh, for everybody involved with the program, for Justin behind the camera, for uh, Hunter who's handling our, our folks back here, I'm Tommy Bryan. I'll talk to you later.